Christ once again for allowing us to come into the house of God. And Father, as we come before your throne this morning to hear your anointed word, Father, we ask, Lord, that our hearts and our minds will be open so that we may be able to receive that which you would have us to receive. Now, Father, I ask this in Jesus' name that you will continue to help us and guide us in every way, form, and fashion, Father, as we come forth before you this morning. Jesus Christ, once again, for allowing us to come into the house of God. And Father, as we come before Son, your throne this morning to hear your anointed word, Father, we ask, Lord, that our hearts and our minds will be open. So that we may come, come on, get your hand out of your pocket, son, and get on this stick. So once again, we just want to thank God this morning for all that he's doing for us. Father, we just want to bless your holy name, Father, and give you honor and praise this morning in Jesus' name. Let the church say amen. amen. If you would, would you turn with me to Good Morning, uh, House of Destiny. Uh, would you please turn with me to Psalms 55, verse 6 through 8, Psalms 55. Verses 6 through 8, our message today entitles Stormy Weather. Stormy Weather. And in this life that we are in, we're either going in a storm, we're in a storm, or we're coming out of a storm. You're in one of those three places right now. If you just look at your life, you're either going into one, you might not know it. Or you already in one. How many of y'all may have been in a storm the last couple of weeks or a week, you know, going through some real, real hectic stuff? And now you're coming out of it. So there are three places that we are in our life at all times. We're either going in it, in it, or coming out of it. And sometimes when we come out of that storm, it's just like anything. You say, how in the world did I make it through that? After you look back and see what it is that that thing done. And you wonder, how in God's name did I make it? Just look back over your life. Look back, look back down through there and see how God has protected you and caused you to get to the place where you are now. How many times knowingly we've escaped death, least alone unknowingly? Least alone unknowingly. So David is here, and David, in the Psalms, he's going through. And when we're going through, <laughs> we don't like it. And David is no different than any of the rest of us. He's going through something. He's been betrayed. He's been betrayed by his son Absalom. He's been betrayed by others. And he's going through. You know how one day you're sitting on the throne and the next day you're running in the wilderness looking crazy from everybody? And sometimes you've got to go before your enemy, the king of the Philistines, and act like you crazy. You know? In other words, sometimes you got to go before the world 
and let them think you crazy just to make it through. That's true. And that's what David was doing there. But David says, now when he's going through this thing, David's saying, like, look at verse 6. He said, and I said, oh, that I have wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. See, he's in the middle of something. And he want to get away from it. You ever been in something and you want, I wish I could just jump over this. But ain't no jumping over. You got to go through He also says in verse 7, Lo, then I would wander far off and remain in the wilderness. And then he says right there, Selah, means that he pauses and he thinks about the situation. See, sometimes you got to think about, pause and think about what you're thinking about. And that's what he does there. He pauses for a minute, you know, and he thinks. But the thing about it in verse 8, he said, I would hasten my escape from the what? Windy storm and tempest. So it lets you know that he's going through a spiritual battle right there, windy. It's a storm in his life, and he wants to escape from it. But the thing about it is, there is no escaping. It's not designed to escape. It's not designed for that. You see, it's designed for us to go through. But it's not designed for us to go through alone. And see, this is what happens to us a lot of times. We get hit by a storm, and what this storm does is it takes and it knocks us out of the refuge of God and causes us to maybe put God aside and take on all of these other things. You know, because the Bible says the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in. You know, what it does, it chokes the word and then it causes it to be unfruitful. In other words, you know, that's what we do sometimes. You see, the first thing... Man does is he put God aside and allow everything else to take form, which chokes us out from God. Now we're overwhelmed. Ain't nothing acting right. Ain't nothing going right. You know why? Because we don't. Instead of running to God, we put. Okay, I'm gonna put you over here, God. And I'm going to take all of this load on me. And I'm going to try to handle it myself. And that's when you get crushed. Because instead of letting God do it, see, we try to do it. But God's word says in Isaiah 4, 6, go there with me. God is going to show us what we need to do in stormy weather. Isaiah 4, Verse 6. Say amen when you get there, please. Now here's what God's word says. It says, and there shall be a tabernacle. That's a covering. For 
a shadow in the daytime from the heat and for a place of refuge. That's what I want you to look at. A place of refuge when and for covert protection from the what? Storm and from the rain. So what God wants to do, what he wants us to do, is when we're going through stormy weather, God does not want us to lay him aside. What God wants us to do is to get into his refuge. And when we get in God's refuge, then we're protected by the storm as we go through the storm. Not around the storm. No, God ain't going to take the storm away. No, it's not designed that way. The storm is designed to bring us into the refuge of God so that we can learn to trust him more in whatever the situation is. See, this is practical daily living knowledge. This is what we live by. Instead of allowing ourselves to get gravitated to the storm, we have to gravitate to God. But see what the world is doing and what Christians do, and this is why they always run, I need to hear a word here. No, you don't need to hear a word. You use and make use of the word you already have heard. That's right. <laughs> you don't need no more word. You just need to exercise the word that you've already received. And that word is this. During this time of the storm, allow God to be a refuge and a covert for our protection. Because God is not going to take away the storm. Ain't no need in asking him to. Because it's not designed that way. But what God is going to do is, God is going to try to get you to understand that you come in to me. And I'll protect you from the storm. Because after all, I'm going to show you here in a second. How God is in the storm. The Bible tells us about these things, and He 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 talks to us constantly about what we need to do, how we need to do it. Say, for instance, let's go to the book of Matthew five forty-five. Matthew five. 45. Hey Amen. When you get there, please. Now, here it is. Our God is telling us. He's saying to us in verse 45. That ye may be the children of your father, which is where? Not the one on the world, in, in the world, but which is in heaven. Watch what God does. For he maketh his son, which is his love, his compassion, his light to his warmth. He makes it to rise on the evil and on the good, doesn't he? Why well, ain't that a good God? And he makes the rain, which are his blessings here, to Rain on the just and 
the unjust. So, we as Christians, I can hear somebody ask a question within themselves. Well, why would God allow the unjust to be blessed? And why would God allow evil, the sun to shine on evil? Why would God do that? Well, if you go over here to Romans 5, 8, you'll see why God would do it. Because, see, sometimes we get saved and we get above ourselves, right? Oh, y'all talk to me. You know sometimes we forget. We get saved and now we don't want God to be good to nobody else that ain't where we think we are, right? Y'all ever met anybody like that? Ain't nobody ever been in here like that. Huh? Ain't nobody been. How long has we had to break that spirit? Y'all been under this teaching for about 12 years now. And all of y'all, when y'all came up in here, the ones that are still here, they had that old crazy judgmental spirit somewhere down in them. But House of Destiny taught you to love instead of judge, didn't it? And it was hard sometimes. It was. It was hard because you wanted to judge, right? But Romans says, while we were yet, what? Sinners are evil. Huh? Yeah. So why are you mad at God because he caused the sun to shine on the evil and the good? And why he causes the, the unjust? To be blessed with the rain, just like the judge, huh? Well, you need sun and you need rain to grow, right? Amen? Amen? From a spiritual sense and a physical sense, correct? So, if God didn't do that, then we wouldn't be here today. Because at some time, and still, we're unjust and evil. You see? So, we can't look... And judge anybody else because of their circumstances. Because all we're doing is judging our own silly selves. That's all we're doing. When we judge and point a finger, uh-huh, all we're doing is pointing at ourselves in a mirror and condemning our own selves. But we don't want to hear that. Because for some kind of Reason and thought, we think that we have, since we think we've got salvation, because the Bible says, search the scripture for in them you think, John 5, 39, in them you think you have eternal life. Oh, oh, so what you think might not be what God thinks. Hold up now. Oh, self-righteous, watch out. Search the scripture. For in them. Yeah, read it. Read the sign. Read it. Lemonade. I used to read the sign. Lemonade. Read it. John 5, 39. Read the word. Read it. You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. But what does God think about what we think? <laughs> How about that? How about that? So, 
God says that through the Apostle Paul that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Powerful thing to do. Powerful thing to do. But he did it. And he did it without any negative stuff said about it. He took the storms of sin out of the world, but covered from the hurt by his blood. And, that, and, and that's an awesome thing to do, that God would cover us in these stormy times. He said, whosoever will, let him do what? That's an invitation. Brenda spoke the other night about, come unto me. Matthew 11, 28 and 29. Come is an invitation. Come, he says. You see, God is not going to come and get you and put you in his refuge. He said, you need to come and get in it. See, there's an invitation. You see, he stands at the door and knocks. Now, but he don't come in until you, somebody say, let him. You got to let him. You know, you got to let him. So, let's go to the book of Nahum. The book of Nahum is right after Micah. It's a hard book to find. Might take you a minute to get there. But we're going to go to Nahum, N-A-H-U-M, verses, first chapter, verse 3. That's where we're going. Amen? Nahum. N-A-H-U-M. It's right before Micah. Uh, yeah, right after Micah. Thank you, Minister. It's one of those minor prophets. And Nahum, as y'all searching for it, the minor prophet said here in verse 3 that, first of all, the Lord, verse 3, Nahum, first chapter. He said, the Lord is slow to anger. Are we there? Did anybody find it yet? He said, first of all, the Lord is slow to anger. Does not he tell us to be slow to anger? Quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger? Because being quick to speak and slow to, and fast to anger doesn't bring about the righteousness of God in us. So, what God does is, God takes... And he says, the Lord, through Nahum, he says, the Lord is slow to anger. So he tells us to be the same thing because we're children of his. And great in power. See, he knows what his power is. He knows that. He knows he's great in power. He knows that with just a wave of his hand that he could destroy this place and everything on it. He knows it. To the point where he did it once, and then he put a rainbow in the sky to remind him not to do it again. That means that 
I'm going in the future, I'm going to feel like doing this again, but I need something to remind me not to do it. So I'm going to put a bow in the cloud just to remind me. Because otherwise, I just might allow myself, I say I just might allow myself, God speaking, to forget. See, he, he don't forget, but he might allow himself to forget. So, so he put that bow there. You know, he put that bow to remind him because he knows his great power and he will not at all acquit the wicked. In other words, we're not going to be found innocent. The wicked is not. And the Lord has his what? Way. Where? In the whirlwind and in the storm. Remember I told you that, that God is in the storm? And when we're in the storm, the best thing that we can do is get into God and allow God's way to take us through the storm. Because the Bible says that the Lord has his way in the whirlwind and in the storm and the clouds are the dust of his feet. Now that's some strong stuff. So as the clouds form, and as hurricanes spread out five, six hundred miles wide in diameter, that's just in diameter, not circumference. That's just the dust of his feet as he's his way, as he's walking through the storm. Now, if you're in the storm, if you're in the storm, and if I'm in the storm, and I'm not in the God, I'm in trouble, right? Amen? But as long as I'm in the refuge of God, I'm okay. Regardless of what it looked like. Because the storm can't hurt God. It can hurt me, but it can't hurt God. So my best option is, if a storm's outside, to come in here and get some covering, right? The best thing, if a storm is in your life, the best thing to do is get into God and get some covering. Do not, when things start to go bad in your life, you better hear, and I better hear. Do not allow yourself to be taken away from God. That's the time that you press forward in God and cut some of that other crap loose. Amen. You got to learn how to cut some of that other crap loose because what good does it do a man to gain the world and lose his soul? And what will a man give in exchange for his life? What will? What will you give for the exchange of your life? And, and you can have all the money in the world, but if your health is bad, if your mind go bad, if your leg go bad, what good is your money? You'll spend every dime you got just to get healthy again. Amen? So money can't do but so much. But God can do all things. All things are possible through God. Not some things, it's all. Amen? God's word says, Luke 28, uh, Luke 22 through 24. And I'm closing because we're going to get out of here early today if God's will. It is his will. And I believe it is. Luke. Luke 8, 
22 through 24. Amen. Oh, in the house, talking about stormy weather. Stormy weather. All of us go through. And all of us make the mistake of staying away from God and trying to walk through the storm on our own. Don't we do it? And then our minds get crazy and we wonder what happened. I tell you what happened. We came out in the covering, not under it, but in it. You got to get in the covering sometimes. There's a whole lot of people under it, but they ain't in it. Bible say, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, it's got to abide. That means it's got to dwell. It's got to live. So Luke 8, 22 through 24 tells us that uh, now it came to pass on a certain day, could have been any day, that he went into a ship. With his disciples, he went into a person's soul. See, your soul is a vessel. Did you not know that? It it contains things. And it journeys across the waters of life. He says, now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples. Disciple mean those that are learned. See, God wants to learn us sometimes. We need to learn some things and take it with us on the journey. And he said to them, he didn't say y'all go, did he? What did he say there? He included everybody, including himself. See, and that's the main thing right there, that he included himself, right? Yeah. He didn't say, H-O-D, y'all go to the other side. Now, he said, let us. See, and that's what we in journey of, going to the other side. So God says now, he said, now you got to, remember last time I spoke, what did he say? Stay in the ship. Didn't he say it? If you stay in the ship, he said your life will be saved. And they made it on broken pieces, but they were still alive. Stormy what? And he said unto them, let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And who did? They launched. God speaks. We do what? Move. I always tell my baby, baby, when God speaks, I move. Don't I always tell you that, sweetheart? See, not, 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 it might not always be light. But you see, there are places in the Bible that show me where when man talks to God, man needs to do what God tell him to do and not what wifey tell him to do. That's not no disrespect. That's a fact. I can recall Abraham. Whoa. Look at the mess we got. All because of Abraham tried to help God. So sis say, hey, why don't you take my handmaid there where we can get this young one? Okay. 
Well, that's all old Abe needed to hear. And he went right on in and I look at us. The Jews and Arabs, Christianity and Islam. See, I can recall Adam. God told him what to do. He said, him, taste this. Try this. No, that ain't what God told me to do. I need to try it. Okay, baby. Look at us. Look at us. How many of y'all know we need strong men in the world today? We got men who don't want to be nothing but women. I'm talking about strong warrior black men. Supposed to be warriors. I went and saw that picture Tarzan last night. Them real warriors, them brothers. And I'm saying, wow. The difference between them and what we got in America. Hey, rah, rah. I mean, that's crazy. Ain't nothing right about that. I don't care what day and age it is. There is nothing right about that. That's a reprobate mind. That's a wicked mind. That's an evil mind. That's a sinful mind. There's nothing right about that. And I'm not going to never bow down to it and say that it is. I don't care if ain't nobody up in here. If you come up in here, you're going to get the truth. And if you want them, you're still going to get the truth. I'm going to love you. But I'm going to still tell you the truth because I'm ordained to speak the truth. And I don't bow down to political or religious correctness. I bow down to God in Christianity. So God's word says now, verse 23, And they sailed. And who fell asleep, Jesus? See, see, sometimes we allow Jesus to fall asleep in us on our journey, do we not? Now we got Jesus down low. He on the back burner, sleep. Usually the disciples are sleeping. Now we don't let Jesus sleep. Well, we must be sleeping to let him sleep. We got to be. Where you at, Jesus? Didn't the storm come up in our life? And here we go. It's tossed to and fro. Bible says if you don't build your house on a solid foundation, when the storm hit and the waves beat up against you, it's going to fall down. And oh, what a great fall it's going to be. That's what the Word God said. But God's word also says here in Luke that storm began to come up. Y'all see it there? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then they got scared. And that's what we do sometimes. We get afraid. We forget God gave us a spirit of power and not a spirit of fear. We forget God gave us a Sound mind. Mm -hmm. And one of love. We forget that. 
and that thing hit us, all of a sudden, don't it? Because you know storms, they hit quick. And they bust us upside the head and we go, we get scared because it get rocky. You know, I'm about to lose my house, about to lose my car, about to lose my life. Yeah, we, we get scared doing certain times and situations. We, we, we might even flip out because, you know, the lights to get cut off. Well, that ain't all going to get cut off before it's over with. So sometimes every once in a while, God will send a storm that will knock out electricity, don't he? And give you about two or three days without it. And then we go crazy. No internet, no heat, no, you know, we go crazy. We can't take it. Oh, I'm glad, I hope, be glad when they, like it's automatic. And don't folk have 20, 30, 40,000 electrical homes to, to restore again. But we want it now, don't we? Because we don't like discomfort. See, so every once in a while, God got to send a storm to get us back in place. You understand what I'm saying? To set us right again, you see, because we get too easily attached to the good life and the good things that we got, you see. And every once in a while, God has to take it from us. Every once in a while, just to put us back in place with where we need to be. I hope I'm making sense. Storm came, Jesus sleeping, they go to Holly. Master, master, we perish. Ain't that what it said? Jesus wakes up, says he arises, see. But it's a good thing because the book of um, Romans 10, I think it's 10, 13. Doesn't it say there that whosoever called upon the name of the Lord shall be saved? Don't it say that there? Romans 10, 13. You can check the preacher. I don't mind being checked. Because I want to make sure that you're getting the word of God. But according to my Bible, that's what it says. And that Bible is true because when they called upon the name of the Lord, Master, Master, we perish, were they not saved? The Bible say he arose. Mm-hmm. And then he rebuked the wind. Why? Because he's in it. That's what the Bible says. His way is in it, right? So he can tell it what to do. But they didn't get into him, into the refuge of it, until they woke him up. Is Jesus woken you this morning? Is he awake? Now, don't say that too quick now, y'all. <laughs> say what, child? Because God will bust your head and make it and see just how much he... So we got to be careful. Don't make no commitment to God that you ain't... Because God will send a storm. <laughs> he'll, try, he'll try you. Okay, I'm going to try you. Go get that one. I'll... <laughs> Let's make some butter out of that one. <laughs> and he got somebody from above that'll come and churn you real good. Make that good butter. That good kind, not that old margin. I'm talking about the real deal. What do they call it? Lando Leo. <laughs> yeah. Lando Lake. Yeah, he makes a Lando Lake out of you. But that's God's way. 
Because God wants us to get into him when the storm comes. So, he, we, the, the, the disciples are saved because they went into the refuge of Jesus. And guess what? Jesus is, he's better than E.F. Hutton. When he speaks, the whole universe of universes here and listen. So the winds, they knew what it was up against. Oh, and they obeyed. And that's God's way in the storm. So I want the church to understand today that during your times of stormy weather, we've got to remember conversate with one another and conversate with the Lord so that we can be reminded of what it is that we are being faced with. Because sometimes we'll forget what we're being faced with. During calamity, during times of disappointment and dissatisfaction. See, it's a lot of that in the world. We have a whole lot of disappointment. We disappoint ourselves. Other people disappoint us. We, you know, we, we have a lot of disfaction, dissatisfaction. But I say, don't worry about that. Just get with me, and I'll bring you through it. I'll bring you through the storm. I'll bring you through the rain. I got your back. But you got to let me help you. We can't do it on our own. We need help. And every day that I get up, you know, that old thing called a dollar bill, it be pulling. But you know what? Sometimes I'm better off broke. Sometimes I am. Because when I'm broke, then I ain't got to worry about it. You know? People ask me, here, take it. Just take it. Because it ain't nothing but a burden to me no way, so just take it. You know, here. That's all I got. Take it. It's fine with me. I, I'm not hooked on it. I'm just not hooked on it. I refuse to be hooked on it. Because that thing is crazy, and it'll make you crazy too. It's powerful. It's got a spirit in it. It's got a storm in it too. Money without wisdom ain't nothing but a storm, a hurricane. It takes wisdom to handle that. It's two things that I've found in life take wisdom to handle from a man's point of view. That's a dollar bill and a woman. It takes wisdom. What you mean while I'm talking to y'all? I'm not downing you. I'm just saying that it takes wisdom. Do you want a fool that don't have no wisdom for you? Well, okay then. Take the teachings and understand what the man is saying. You don't want an idiot. We talked about that this morning. Don't you want a man of wisdom? Or do you want a man that don't have no understanding for a woman? That means he's going to treat her any kind of way he's going to do. Ain't it enough of them? So it's two things. You got, you got to have wisdom. That's why God gave Adam wisdom before he gave him the woman, and he still screwed it up. 
That ain't nothing. T t see, see, people, when you give people the truth, they don't understand the truth. They take the truth and make it negative. Like he picking on me. No. I'm educating you. You need to be educated. When you're educated, then you make the right choices, right? For the men that you got in your life, right? How many women don't know how to choose a man that's wise? Oh, God, the place is full of them. Come on. But the women, they need a little wisdom, too, because they need the wisdom enough to know a wise man. See, that's another problem. Now, if that thing got his pants, I done told y'all, that ain't no man, that's an animal. I done told you. It's the truth. Don't nothing but an animal go around like, like that, exposed. A human don't do that, that's an animal. That's what you call a degenerate. I'm just telling it like it is. That's a degenerate. Ain't nobody, a man, does not do that. There is something wrong. There's a chromosome missing. That's a degenerate. That ain't no man. Because a man got his pants up, belt on, acting like he got good sin. Now what do Doc man it look like y'all come up in here looking like that? He gone he has to, he done went crazy. Well it ain't no different than him. They weren't always like that, were they? Somewhere along the line their minds went backwards. I'm just see see folk don't want to just talk about us. See you don't want to talk about you don't want to you get mad. The same thing, I see the same thing them white folks see. But you get mad when the white man tell you. You can't come up in your head looking like that. You ain't washed your hair. Look at you. You put it under a microscope, it got bugs in it. Come on. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead on and preach. I'm going to go ahead on and preach. I'm going to go ahead on and lay it wide open. Because we need to know. You got maggots in your head because you ain't even washed your hair in so long and you're talking about that's your custom. Well, you need to change your custom because that right there, you ain't coming up in my business looking like that. You're going to run away business. I'm trying to attract business. So I'm just telling the honest God truth. I'm just telling the honest God truth about us. See, we got to relearn them again. When I see them beautiful brothers last night on Tars and them Africans, say, I like that. I like that. That bring me back to my roots. How proud we were once. You know, them brothers built good, strong warriors. And then I look at us. Pants hanging down, guns in our pockets, killing each other. Amen. We kill each other, but we don't march when we kill each other. 
But the first time when a cop killed one of us, and a lot of times them cops know why they killing them both. Now, sometimes it's wrong, but it ain't all the time wrong. Sometimes we need to just wait and see what really went on there. Cause see, I know that, hey, if I think somebody going to kill me, now I'm going to shoot first and ask questions later. Nah, that's just me. That's just me because I'm going to plan on going home. See, I know what guns do. I don't like them around me. And I don't like people that got them around me either. I hate them. I've used them and I don't like them. They kill people. They are designed to do one thing, kill you. And I'm going to tell you something else and I'm closing. I'm going to anoint this baby. I'm going to tell you something else. Just because you got a license to carry a gun, you best leave that gun at home. Because if some folk run down on you and you got that gun and they see that gun, they don't know whether it's legal or not. They go into kill mode. So you best leave your little old pea shooter home and use it for your home protection and not be carrying that thing around in your glove compartment and all that, reaching for your license. Uh-oh, you done. Because when they see that gun, they're going to put some fire in you. Now, that's just the way it is. That ain't the way it ought to be. That's the way it is. And you better accept the way it is and not be running around here, well, they wrong for doing that. They wrong. You dead. Too late. Amen. Amen. Give God some praise up in the house. Come on up, Pastor. The last thing that we want to do is to be caught in the storm without Christ. Now, we're going to dedicate uh, baby Seth this morning. Uh, uh, Sister, uh, there she comes. She wanted to hear the word, so she was in there listening to the word uh, online. Amen. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, dedicate uh, uh, baby Seth. We're thankful and we're grateful. He's he's finally arrived. (laughs) He's finally arrived. And we just thank and praise God for him.